Boss Man Show, part of ATL Media family here. One of our own. She's doing big things. She's an actress, model, MUA. She's she doing her own thing. She has, she went to the polls. I remember that? That's Coy. That's been her. She's also on Sybil Wilkes show every Monday with a cast of characters from who we know. We don't get, maybe Griff, we don't get Damon Williams, Huggy, Chris, and all them jokers, all them on Sybil's show. But it's Coy Malone, social activist. What's up, Coy? How you doing now? I'm wonderful. How are you today? I am great. It's Friday. Uh, it's my birthday month still, so I can't complain one bit. Oh, happy birthday! <laughs> yes, March 11th. We still get, we still celebrating for for real. So we we got it going for real down here at ATL, as you know mm -hmm. already. Now, oh yeah, we wide open. <laughs> hey, we never closed. <laughs> right? <laughs> Did we close? I don't remember we, that. <laughs> hey, we was closed about a good three weeks. Did it all about? That was it. It was back open. Like, yeah, we we ain't never <laughs> shut down. You know. COVID don't live here, obviously. We don't have COVID in ATL. We don't have COVID here. They, they, we don't know that Brian is. Kemp said, Brian Kemp said, y'all ain't finna make me broke. <laughs> exactly. Well, Corey, I have other thoughts. Hey, he was like, yeah, we gonna let these Negroes uh, kill themselves for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, because the first thing that opened was like, you know, barber shops, beauty salons, and, uh, you know, places that we frequent. The bowling alley, the movie theater. Hmm. What? Hmm. These are places that we go to a lot. <laughs> So, hey, the restaurants, the brunch spots. <laughs> yes. Hey, the purge pimp Brian Kemp one slick with that one. I saw right through it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, we like a little ATL trap brunch every Sunday and crab legs. We just can't stop. Yes. And you know, we got, um, you know, we got the clubs going, the hookah lounges and the chit chat <laughs> lounges. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, BDS, they be possible. Look, we never closed. So Brian Kemp used it against us, but thankfully we made it this far. <laughs> we did. We did. You know, I didn't uh, jump out there. I was very, very skeptical of that opening myself. And it took me some months before I decided, all right, let me go past the grocery store. <laughs> Hey, I'm still no restaurant eating inside. I'm still taking out, come to the crib. They ain't got down here Star Bridge. I can go to down the road here and pretty get whatever I want and come in the house. Mm -hmm. I be good, but yeah, right. I, I'm not. I'm not quite ready. All Star Weekend was tempting because I had some people in town said, "Look, I done came this far being careful. I ain't, I'm not gonna die for y'all this weekend." All <laughs> <laughs> right, the pressure was on for All Star Weekend. Let me tell you. Um, Keisha Lance Bottoms, our mayor, closed down a lot of different events and things like that. She urged people not to come, even though, you know, it was moved here, I believe, just because the city is open. Mm -hmm. The city is open. So um, there were a lot of different other incidents that happened, unfortunately, um, with people. I feel bad for the folks that came here and had a bad experience um, with a lot of the, you know, the car break-ins, mm -hmm. the, the, um, potholes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we need to issue a roadmap guide for Atlanta yes. and landmark all the potholes for people to avoid because they were tearing cars up left and right that weekend. Yes. Oh God. Yes. And <laughs> when you own the West End and the Bluff area, Vine City area, by, by the arena stadium, Somebody that says I'm gonna let you park in my yard, that, that, that's probably a trap. <laughs> it is. It's definitely a trap. That's definitely so, a trap, you guys. <laughs> hey, yeah, I just just pay Premier Parkins fee. 
just pay this. Just pay them. Yeah. Just <laughs> go into somewhere secure. <laughs> don't 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 run the risk. Okay, to my listeners outside of Atlanta, I got a trick for you. Underground Atlanta's old parking garage. Park there. It's safe and secure. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. And walk to the Falcons and Hawks games. Right. Or even the one at the uh the CNN Center. Yeah. They so, have their own police force. So and they're always uh patrolling that lot, that area. They have to because they have persons of interest that, you know, come in and out of, of CNN, reporters, guests, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I, had, I had a friend, Coy, who came to town and came with without enough money. And I'm like, I'm not about to bail you out. First and foremost, I'm not your man. I'm just, I, mm-hmm. I'm just a friend. Remember, I'm just a friend. <laughs> Remember that friend zone? Stronger yeah. than ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I said, hey, remember back in the day when I wanted to holler and you was like, nah, it's better we just be friends. Well, I'm going to be a friend today. <laughs> I ain't got it. <laughs> Can you go pick me up? And oh, no. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> so, so, yeah, she came down from Carolina and had no money. Wanted to come have JR bill out. Nah, we ain't that nice around here. Since no, that... put, 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 put you in the friend zone back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of people that um, tried to exercise that right over the All-Star weekend. And they got creative and created GoFundMe accounts because they came here and got stuck. Some of them got shut down several times. Yes. They got shut down. Yes, it was it was amazing. Hey, Atlanta is its own community, people. We have our own hustles here. It's it's just a great city of different kind of vibes and different kind of, unless you're from here and live here, you don't you don't get it, people. Corey, Melissa don't understand. Atlanta, we are unique here. It's a whole nother world. And so unless you're here every day and know that the dynamic it's funny it will it will have you cracking up laughing like there is literally everything you want do y'all hear me everything you want is in atlanta um that could be a good or a bad thing and also with along with that you get in what you what you put out a lot of people come here and they get you know they get very caught up on the the glamour of it all because it's very comfortable you got a lot of space um housing is very it's a lot lower than a lot of places in terms of houses not apartments in terms of housing it is a lot cheaper than other places so you come here with the sense thinking that everything's easy honky dory i could just lay back and do anything and no you actually have to ride the wave that is designated for you or your designated wave whatever it is that you did before Come here and continue doing that. Don't try yeah. to jump off on the bad side of things because that will blow up on you really quickly. Exactly. I stay in my lane. Sports, politics, radio. I don't mm-hmm. get outside of my lane. I found my way. Sports, politics, radio. Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Braves, the Falcons, the colleges. I'm good. Yeah, you're never going to stop talking about the uh, the Hawks and the Falcons because they're terrible. <laughs> What a Hawks going seven in a row right far. now. Seven in a row, the Hawks won. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're man. Yeah. Now, Corey, off the air, I'll tell the you playoffs. some Hawks off the air, Corey. I'm going to tell you some Hawks stories off the air. I can't say in public because of certain reasons. But off the air, I have some Hawks stuff for you <laughs> that you will be able to blow yeah, your mind. Yeah, that's a lot. Blow There's your mind. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so we're a great city, Corey, and I love it, man. So, tell us about this. You helped with the elections this, this past fall. 
And you know, mm-hmm. I know that was important to you. And I, I love your message because you know you use the culture of Atlanta to get people in- interested. That's what it was about. But see, to me, Corey, you know, I both don't know this. People are too tight sometimes. It is too tight. They wound too tight. They stick up their butts. Look, we're a new age. Reach people where they're at. Exactly. You could go to the club and catch them outside the club at the hookah lounge or whatever. Catch them in their space. They'll be more engaged. When they you come to them as like this buttoned up square, they're going to be like, nah, I'm good. If you catch them where they in the element and lay back and down with it, they'll, they'll, they'll rock with you. Exactly. And what we did with the Get Your Booty to the Pole PSA was market to a group of people that politicians usually don't think about. They skip over and they think them of these people as uh, folks that are not credible towards political campaigns, towards things that the community wants. They don't honor their opinions, their the needs of their immediate area. And so we geared our message towards those people to let them know that not only are your concerns valid, but you also have concerns that we're interested in. And you can actually take those concerns and channel that towards the people that can do something about that. And when they don't do something about that, you can also hold them accountable because they actually work for you, believe it or not. This also includes the people whose voting rights have been taken away, have been terminated. They didn't know that, hey, listen, we understand that you've gone through this system and you feel like you have no voice because they didn't listen to you when you were on the stand or they didn't listen to you when they put you on parole, gave you probation, gave you, you know, these different fines and what have you to pay. But you can get your voting rights reinstated and you can vote on these things these laws that have affected you including we voted on cash bail which is something that we voted on um here in atlanta during the last election and you can also vote on the people that put you away including the da the sheriffs the judges you can take their power away just by saying i don't want you instead i'd rather have this person serving for this term on the bench as a DA, as a sheriff. These are things that people in this type of community, they didn't know. They just didn't know because nobody cared to educate them and tell them this is what politics means. This is what it simply breaks down to. And the numbers were so large and so powerful that it changed the game for Georgia. Yes. We went from red to blue. And now politicians are now they're concerned. Oh, God. Oh, oh, we need to do something about it. So here we are once again facing another battle where politicians are enacting laws to further restrict voting in different ways um, in terms of uh, availability for uh, poll for the ballot drop off places. Mind you, we've already seen a lot of different voter suppression where people have polling locations with hours that don't match the hours that they're supposed to be open, uh, with they're non-accessible because the public transportation is maybe like a mile or two away from the voting 
um, office, so many different things. So now that there's laws that are being enacted to make it even tougher, including having to register every year, um, having to present forms of ID, like poll taxes, but coded poll tax. Oh my God. Like here we are once again in the sixties, like we all know somebody that's in their fifties. That's how long ago that the voting rights act happened, civil rights act and stuff like that. You, everybody knows somebody that's 55, 50. And that's pretty much the time span that has been since these things have happened up until now. And here we are once again, having to face the same type of oppression. Yeah, because Republican policies are trash. So yeah, they are. They're than, all about the bottom line. Well, than having an agenda that appeals to people, let's suppress the vote, make the voting pool smaller and shrink it, and hopefully it'll be, it'll be enough for us at the end. Because when, it, when people can vote, they lose. Because hell, the Republican, whoever he was, legislator or whoever he was, said it out loud here in Georgia. And if if we let everybody vote, we never win another election. Yeah, because your policies are, tr policies are trash. And exactly. They're scared of Stacey Abrams running for governor, scared of Reverend Warnock again in 2022. They're afraid of the Georgia House getting flipped and the Senate getting flipped. They're afraid of gerrymandering going to be ripped away from them so they can drop districts up where they, where they want to. They, they are, they're scared of the power because the, the demographics are changing on them. About 20, 43, I'm a majority minority country. They're, they're getting phased out. They're not having any babies. So they got to do something. Because we churned out, got our bully to the polls, got one mm -hmm. behind and in there in Ossoff. They, the backlash is coming. I, I'm people talking about Coy. Oh, Brad Raffensperger stood up to John, the Donald Trump. Yeah, he was taping. He was getting his taping him. That's why he stood up to him. He was getting, he taped him. He had to cover his own ass. Okay, that's what that was about. Right. Raffensperger is about the same stuff that Brian Kemp's about. Gabriel Sterling's about suppressing the votes and Republicans winning. Let's not give him a cookie for doing the right thing for once. He's still a bad person. Changing the changing, exactly. the, changing the polling places the, the day of the election, or not some people that are closed. Or on top of we had the the power outage because there was a storm mm. that knocked out power for thousands. It wasn't just like one county or one area or a neighborhood. It was thousands of Georgians that had no power, including the polling locations. And they did not want to extend the hours due to the polls not having power. They just said, oh, well, we're closed. Some of them set up a mobile site, but didn't inform people. They didn't put up signs. Nothing like that. And they also cut poll workers as well. So mm -hmm. to close polling places, to suppress the votes. Obviously, in the Black and Latino areas, most likely, as they always do. Because, see, it's very targeted. Why is it always the Black and Latino areas or the AJ areas that they target? Hmm. I wonder why. But there are people who tell me, no, JR, you just look Facts is facts, sucker. It's what it is. Like I, my job is to tell the truth. Do I? And yes, it's true. Do I see it their way? Hell no, I don't see it their way. But I'm not gonna lie either. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mad at Joe Manchin in cinema for the minimum wage for people. So I call it. I call it out down the middle, both ways. If you screw up, screw up. I don't care who you are. But yeah. I know who I. I know I got two options. I know one made gonna see it more my way than other is gonna see it my way. Other one that hates me. One of them, they're effed up too, as we both know, but they'll see our way more than they, they will for sure. Definitely. It's just about keeping those in power 
in power without sharing it. I believe that they have this skewed vision of what it would look like when other people are in power. They feel like that they won't have the same wealth anymore. They won't have the same resources that we're going to treat them as we have been treated for centuries. And, you know, we all do know about, I'm not gonna belittle anybody's plight or, or struggle as a different race. We all know about what has happened to us black people as African descendants. Um, we've been beaten, tortured, and forced to be here. We never asked to be here. Exactly. Um, with others, they're with the Latino community, they were already here <laughs> before. A lot of them were with different tribes and what have you. And then they were forced out. And now there's a border where they're told you cannot cross. <laughs> but the funny thing is, with states like Texas, I want to say parts of Louisiana, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, California, all of that was Mexico before. So just imagine that, you know, I mean, and the names are there for a reason. All those are Latino names, those are Spanish names for a reason. And um, a lot of those names are also uh, Native American names that are associated with those tribes and what have you that resided there and within uh, Mexico and even further down. Uh, that's their land. And they have been kicked off and told that they can't be there on top of the Native Americans that were also already here and made to walk down a trail for hundreds and thousands of miles and told, well, you can just only live in this part of the United States on this piece of land, which now is terrible. It's desolate. <laughs> they don't have a lot of resources. The healthcare is bad. Um, mm -hmm. They don't have uh, things like uh, adequate shelter, adequate education, grocery stores, gas station. Like, exactly. This is, this is the state that America is in due to the persons that came and, and quote unquote conquered it. I don't like to say um, conquered because it's not that, you know, people were, were messed up before and needed some form of, of livelihood and guidance. It was just, they saw a different way of life and yes. nobody wanted to agree to it. And instead of understanding one another and coming together to build something great, they, they took over violently. <laughs> Um, they use drugs, they use diseases, they use ammunition. And we still see a lot of those things going on today, but now we're being per persecuted for the things that this country was set up on and based on. Yes, yes. It when is. you look at it, and they profit off of it. Every day, every day. Like, you know, like, what I hate, Coy, is being black, and you and I both know this, getting told to assimilate or to look presentable to who? Like, I'm who I am. I'm going to be me no matter what. I'm not going to assimilate to a white standard. I'm just being real. I'm not going to do that. I'm JR. I have my own mind and my own flow, and I believe what I believe. I will never assimilate to appease whiteness or whatever you want me to appease it to. I'm going to be me. If you don't like JR for who JR is, screw you. I'm going to be right. me. I can't be the Bible's JR. And I had two people tell me this week, you should, you should, you know, you should, you should tone it down or you should assimilate. You, you got to respect this country. No, it's in a country. This is a criminal enterprise. It's a settler project. It's not a country. This is, this is 50 individual countries underneath one umbrella. That's what, this, that's what it really is. Mm -hmm. That's being monetized in every way, shape or form. And I agree with you on that. Uh, 
being told to conform. It's only recent that there have been rules and regulations that recognize black people have different hair. Exactly. It does not, it does not always grow out straight or or curly and wet and wavy. Um, I've even heard that with um, certain jobs that I've had and understandably it is in entertainment. So they do want you to have, you know, a certain look or to, for it to be presentable, but I'll let them know. Um, you knew my ass was black when you hired me. <laughs> yes. So it's not going to change the way that my hair grows. And with women, sometimes that process, it hurts. <laughs> it, it can cause permanent damage. So there, it's just, it's mind boggling almost to see that we are, we are just now in 2021 being accepted for who we are in the, in the sense that, hey, your hair grows different. And just because it's different doesn't mean that it's bad or dirty <laughs> or yes. unpresentable. It's just exactly. something that you didn't like. <laughs> yes, I was told when I had my hair before, that's right, thinning out, and thank God I still have a little bit of hair left. Oh, JR, you should not have your afro. That's who I am. You shouldn't have braids. That's who I am. Screw you. Like, I will rather not get an opportunity being myself than get one not being myself. That, to me, that's tap dancing and butt dancing. And I'm, I'm, now I don't do that. I'm, I'm not gonna right. tap dance for for some money because I I can't sleep at night knowing that I gave up my dignity for for a dollar and a check. But too many of us would do it. I ain't one of them though. I can't. I'll I'm content doing it my. I, I'm happy doing stuff quite my way, not their way. If it's doing right. it JR's way, I'm happy. I'm doing it your way. I'm not happy. You definitely have to um, take a stance and there is a way to do it. A lot of people think when they hear the words like protest, taking a stance, that it means that you're going to go in here yelling, cursing, screaming and be loud and stuff like that. It doesn't really require that. It just requires for you to stand your ground and being consistent with it. One of the ways that I did it unknowingly was with my last two corporate jobs and they were both for very big name uh, corporations. I wore my hair totally natural. Big afro. I would have it in a puff. Sometimes I wear it all the way out. I did that from day one. From day one, I walked in that way. I did my, you know, my job. I was very great at it. Um, and my work was undeniable. So it's almost, it sucks because it's like we have to be 10 times better than everyone else. At the same time, we have to always think about what are we presenting when it comes down to our looks before we even open our mouths. <laughs> so these are things that we have to, that's very, that's a very heavy type of pressure to carry with you throughout the day when all you're trying to do is do your job and go home. Thank you. On a basic level. <laughs> yes, do your job and go home. Level. Like, mm -hmm. we're not trying to be friends. I'm a, I already don't trust you off GP. I'm gonna do my job put up my numbers and go home because we don't have good numbers, we're gone. And yeah, and it's another story when you want to climb the corporate ladder as a Black person. We don't have a lot of CEOs for the major, you know, Fortune 500 companies. We don't. The CEOs, the, the amount, is, it's only a handful. It's that, and it has gone down um, in the last 10 years. We don't have a lot of black presidents, vice presidents of corporations and things like that. And likewise, um, with the other roles within corporations, 
we don't have a lot of people that are chair or that are um, management level. We just don't have a lot of representation that looks like us. And that's the reason why we're subjected to these BS rules about you have to look like this. Your hair has to be like that. Oh, are you being a little bit too aggressive in the way that you talk and your tone? Because we don't have anyone that's up here that can actually understand and educate these people on this higher level of business that, hey, these are just black people. That's it. <laughs> They're not doing anything wrong. It was funny. And we need that. It was funny. Um, when I had a real job back in the day, a uh, white girl who I was cool with told me another white girl that I was racist. I didn't talk to her. And she told him, he talks to me. I think he just don't like you. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, <laughs> me not talking to you is because I, I don't trust you. I think you're a snake. Not because I'm a racist. Right. And furthermore, I can only be a bigot. I can't be a racist. I can only be a bigot. Racist exactly. is power. But when I was in the corporate world, Coy, I was quiet by design because I don't trust you to begin with. Anything I say don't get twisted anyway. So it's Everything. like, let me just put my head down, do my work. But it was because they don't know, understand. It was in their mind, I'm a racist. Because yeah, yeah. I don't They're... talk to, I don't talk, I, no, it's not do it racist. I'm doing protecting my jobs. So I can go home and get paid. <laughs> no. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like that. I've had that happen with, uh, we have something called a VIP. I used to work at, um, I can share this. I worked at TBS. I was a computer tech for a while. And we have certain positions within the company called VIP. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that entails. I think it, it does mean that this person, I mean, very important person, of course, but I think they uh, float between different locations because they're not based at the Atlanta headquarters. So one person that I worked with had a network printer that needed to be installed. Only had a certain amount of clearance in terms of adding things to the network um, because that just wasn't my department. This person actually should have had their request handled by another department with clearance. But for whatever reason, it sat in our queue for a long time. Nobody was taking it out of there. The longer that we have customer requests sitting there, the more it reflects bad on the entire technology department as a whole. So I took the initiative, even though I was not um, qualified to do so, I took the initiative to help this woman just get this printer set up, basically. And it took even longer because the persons that are designated that have that security clearance would not go through with processing the request to having this, this printer set up. It sounds so simple. Sounds so simple, but it got so complicated. And because I was the face, and I also believe because I'm a black woman, and this was a white woman that, that had this issue, and I explained to her, listen, it's not working just because the persons I sent the request to mm -hmm. have not approved it. I have been to their desk. I have called them on the phone. I have sent an email. I have looped in my uh, manager and their manager and the persons, and it has not happened yet. It got escalated to a situation that was so bad that I had to sit down and have a face-to-face -face meeting with my management team. Mind you, I've had several awards for the good work that I've done for knocking down our requests in half for handling things on my own. 
And they sat there and drilled me for a long time asking, well, what's the problem? What's the problem? And I told them, you know what the problem is. We had this discussion in an email. I do not have security clearance to make this thing work on the network. This person does. This is who you need to have the meeting with. I have forwarded you all the emails that they have ignored. I've also documented when I spoke to this person on the phone and when I went to them at desk side. And they have still, white man, by the way, they have still ignored my request. All he has to do is push a button that says yes to take care of this entire problem. So why am oh. I getting grilled for this and not him? We, it's obvious. <laughs> the skin tone. Yes. And also and <laughs> being passive aggressive when it comes to things in office, forward politics and evaluations. Not one tell us it's an issue or give me gotcha stuff at the end of the year. Oh, I know that was the issue. You didn't tell me. Well, right. you don't talk if you don't talk to how you don't know if you don't talk to somebody. That's the corporate oh, world being black, black in the corporate world, and it's not fun. That's why I encourage you to find your way, people. Like my way is radio, course was entertainment. You know, you your way might be food, your way might be whatever it is. But find because listen, course to find your way because that corporate world is only going to take you so far. Like because there's no body in that C-suite, that management level. Or the senior management level are going to bring you up. You, you, we're going to be the, the worker bees, making them all the money. Mm -hmm. And that's not to me. That's not diversity. Diversity to me is having black and brown people and the Asian people in up the, up the chain, not just a token. Say we have somebody, and the right. token typically is is, is, is a butt dancer. Cause that's always they got. And you, they usually why is this, uh, the token one always the butt dancer? Always the, the, the one. Uh, no, uh, that, you 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 don't represent our interests very well. You just here because you want to check. You want to be the token. I, I can't stand the token, the house tokens. That's what I call. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm that's in pretty the much what it is. I'm in the field. I'm a proud of being in the field. I got my team in the field. You in the house. <laughs> we sick. Right. No, he's sick. No, we no, we not. We he. He is right. <laughs> not me. That ain't me at all. No. Yeah, so and they look out for um other people that are like them. And you know, I get that, the camaraderie and what have you, but I don't get, I don't understand the losing of the, the identity, the losing losing your voice. Losing your power just because you have this, and I understand it is a responsibility to be, you know, a higher up and, and as you call it, the C suite and what have you. You have a larger responsibility than just a regular everyday worker or even some of the specialized workers. Um, at the same time, that doesn't mean that you don't speak up when you see things that are wrong. Challenge it, challenge it all the way to the end. Um, there's been an incident recently. Um, and I use incident loosely with a woman that was a higher up at Google, black woman. She began speaking out about the things that she saw within the office that played a major role in how she conducted her job because she was black and other black women and other black people in general. And it caused so much hell for her that eventually they terminated her instead of hearing her out, instead of making a, a plan of, of resolution 
And then the thing that was a slap in the face to me was after that happened, they decided to go out and speak to all the HBCUs that they had a, a, a working relationship with to try to, to try to lessen the things that had happened by saying, oh no, we're, we're still very interested in working with you all. And we wanna address any concerns, but the concern isn't at the HBCU level because these are kids that are trying to get in. Yes. You needed to do this with your employees and yes. the ones that are still there. <laughs> In addition to the ones that were fired, you need to fix that instead of trying to coerce these people into believing that, no, coming here is still a good idea. It's still a good job for you to have. Continue submitting your applications. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't like that. Exactly. And the trap now is the video interview. See, I'm lucky if I use my real name, if I was in that world, I, I could cover up that I'm black for a while. <laughs> But the video interview now is, 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 is a trap now to see who you are and what you really are. And are they bringing you in as the, as the minority interview to say you've interviewed a minority for, for EOC purposes or what? See, when you're black and Latino in a, in a hiring game, you got to realize, are you just a token interview just to say we interview somebody of a different race? Does that have diversity purposes? Answer that question. And see, that's something that my white brothers understand. It's, it's, it's always a layer with us that to get what we had to get. It's not just easy. I don't do, we don't worry about your name or, you know, not identifying yourself initially just to get the job or trying to wait, hold off to the last minute and let them know that you're actually black to get to the job. So I try to. Oh, yeah, because my real name is very black. And my real name is very black. <laughs> it is. No way of getting around that. None. And I do feel like it has. It has stopped me from from certain jobs and what have you. Sometimes I think the interview was a joke just to see, well, how black is she? Let's just find out mm -hmm. <laughs> by having an interview. And, you know, I speak well, I dress well, all that stuff. Um, sometimes I think they just even allow certain interviews with a certain amount of black and brown people just to fill that quota. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to say that, well, we interviewed this many black people, but who, who actually got hired? Exactly. I've always, I, I'll ask them, is this a real interview or is this a token? I, 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 ask, <laughs> I, I ask, see, JR, I'm blunt. I'm very direct. Like, people say, well, JR, you're not really a Southerner. I am, but I'm, I'm more of like a, a New Yorker. I'm direct, about, I'm direct about stuff. Yeah, this is a token interview. This is a real one. Let me know. I don't want to waste my time. Or I'm yours. Not, I'm not hearing my suit to just be told if you email tomorrow, we went another direction. You was already going out that direction, sucker. Don't, right. Don't, 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 don't try me. <laughs> exactly. But they oh, would try. God. So I tell me all the time, you just got to really just know what you're up against. Do your homework always. Like, it's funny. When I book guests for my show, right, they'll be like, who are you? How about Google me? Right. Google the boss man show. <laughs> Look at my interviews. Look at my Instagram page. Then you know who I am. I talk to exactly every week. Mm -hmm. Player, I cover Atlanta Hawks. It's obviously I don't hide what I do. It's very much in plain sight what I do. Who are you? Why do you want to interview our coach? Why would I be emailing you from Atlanta if I didn't want to interview your coach? Why? You're winning, obviously. You're doing something well, obviously. To get on my radar. I'm like, are you power tripping? Yeah. Like, and name brand tripping too, because you're not affiliated with 
a major network, once again, that just comes down to what people conform to and what they associate with successful. That doesn't mean that that is unsuccessful because you're your own independent brand. There are people that are wildly successful that aren't attached to anything major that have way more accolades, um, way more coverage, that have way more interesting stories to cover and to share with their audience. Um, but just because it's not on a cable news network or something like that, now all of a sudden it just makes it incredible. It makes it not, it has, it's it makes it inferior to them. To them it's inferior. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, to get credentials, I have my four letters behind me for the four letters behind me. But if I didn't have the four mm-hmm. letters behind me, I, I wouldn't get into games. That's how arcane NFL, NBA teams are. Some colleges are still. If you don't have four letters behind your name, you ain't get. That's why I make sure at all times I have at least three or four four letters behind my name. I can say I, my shows on air on the station every week. That's why I go hustle out and get my show put on different stations because. I know teams that are that arcade mindset. If he's not on full of the network, or he don't have callers behind his name, he's 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 nobody. So it's paramount right. being an independent black host who's been doing it for nine years. I've been doing this nine years, Coy. You're a professional at this point. <laughs> January 2012 was my first show. I've been at this over nine years now, 2021. I've been, I've done everything possible in radio. I figured it figured it out. Now I've got a new plan on radio now that I'm executing right as we speak. So it was like, who are you? Who are you, JR? Here's my resume. All the games I've covered. I have all my credentials in my in a notebook. So that's just for proof. There's people who doubt me. Here go all these games I covered. Final fours, nobody tournaments, NBA finals, all-star games, Hall of Fame game in, in NFL. Who are you, JR? Let me tell you about who JR is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Google me. That's what I tell people too. Oh, I've never heard of you. This and that. Google me. You can Google Coin Malone and you can Google my real name. And both of them have a long, long resume <laughs> that's certified. <Yes. laughs> certified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and it's funny, Coy, you said it because you no know, people devalue you and I because we're not on MSNBC, CNN, whoop de whoop. But guess what? We're independent. We have our voice. And we own our stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell you or me who to interview who can't talk to. We, we tell ourselves. That's the beauty about it. That is the beauty about it. Because when you go through a network, you have to follow along the guidelines of, and we still do have to follow along the guidelines of, of the FCC. Yeah, in certain instances, here. certain instances we do. Um, so those I can understand on a broad perspective. But other than that, nope. If I want to go interview a stripper, I can. <laughs> if I want to post up and interview the whole club, I can. If we want to make a PSA that's full of strippers and talking to the people that adore that culture, we can. Because how we have brought that up to any network, any network. No. no. It would have no, never happened. It. It, and that's what a lot of people got mad about. They got mad about we, we did something that somebody else didn't think to do but had the power and the money to do. And the persons that were behind that, um, Angela Barnes, who was one of the creators, and uh, Paul Fox, who was one of the uh, co-directors, co-creator, they 
pull their own resources and raise money to get this done when this easily could have been done by an ABC, a Fox, a CBS, a BET. Anybody could have done that. VH1, TV1, they could have done it. Anybody could have done it and they chose not to. And then we did get a lot of, of positive praise behind it and a lot of people that were glad to see something like that. But then we did get a lot of people that were very negative and that bashed it. But I mean, what are you bashing? Are you bashing the fact that you didn't use your own platform and your fan base to get out and vote in record numbers? Are you bashing a lifestyle that you just don't understand or a job or a culture that you just don't understand, which doesn't make it wrong. You just don't understand it. Correct. That's different than yours. Are you bashing something because it doesn't fit the mold of the idea life that America has painted with this picket white fence and a job that you go work until you're and your, white your Jesus and ain't real. And, white Jesus ain't real. Oh God, please. That's another <laughs> subject. Like oh, when I talk about white Jesus, they don't like that. <laughs> mm. I said, look, Jesus ain't white. Nobody was white in Egypt. Not at all. <laughs> that wasn't even light skin. I'm like, how about Amun? The god of the, the god of the sun, Amun. That's I, you know, Amen, Amun. See, Amun Ra. I, I, everything, all the, the Eurocentric Christianity and Judaism is based out of, out of African spirituality. It's African spirituality. Mm -hmm. It's about all part of the diaspora. But see, it is. They, they, they don't. They, they don't want to talk about that. See, when you get talking about they the church, talk, donation Islam, all that. Look, all this is starting African spirituality. Mm -hmm. That and was literally just, looking at the sun. It was literally looking at the sun, the moon, the stars, and where everything was. It was just basically to help you tell time and to tell seasons. Because what we got to do is get out here and grow this food. And we also got to understand when the Nile River floods. So we got to leave here so we don't die. Yes, <laughs> so I need y'all to understand and pay attention that these are the seasons. This is the time. This is what we do now. That's all it is. That's all it, it is. You know, the game is that they turned it around in the Bible, made it where the Egyptians were the enslavers. <laughs> so, hmm. see, you got to know where it all starts, <laughs> where it begins. See, that's why I don't go to, like, church, church, because I know better. I believe in my in God, Amun. I believe in God. The institutional church in that Bible that I know that's, you know, it's a good reference. It's good teachings in that Bible. But when you talking about, oh, he died on the cross. See, Africans said, we can go with that. Yeah. You know, we can go with that. Okay, we'll make, make, make it happen. We'll go with it. But the spirituality, they, 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 they remixed all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um, just speaking on my own um, behalf. Personally, I have a lot of the same views and what have you. In addition to that, as I started learning when I was younger, this this is things that started with me when I was younger. When we start finding out um, in things like world history class and stuff like that in middle school and high school, and hey, yeah, this is the Bible that you know of today, but it was translated for King James the way that he wanted by monks. And there's also other books that are left out, totally left out, that some people have no clue what's in it. So why is this the standard based off of, based, that religions are based off of, and this is what I should follow, when this is according to some dead and gone white man in Europe from centuries ago? Not to mention the reason why Christianity is so prevalent is because 
with black people it was beaten into us we were forced to believe this and before that centuries before that you have the crusades it was a very violent for many years that killed people literally on the spot that did not have this way of life yeah why are we doing this again exactly (laughs) why that's why like you know those who are deep into it that's you i believe in my god I believe and my God. Cool. And I'm gonna pray to my pray, pray, pray to my God. And I'm gonna do do you. But for based my life off this 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 Bible, I know this being doctored up. Nah, like no, because it's so restrictive. It's it's always a punishment for everything. This is this, and I understand. Yes, there are punishments for certain things. Like yeah, definitely don't steal. I get that. Those are basics. Don't kill. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Don't try to take your neighbor's wife or her. You know, your neighbor's husband, good. Okay, I get that. That's basic stuff. We get that as people. Um, But then there are other things that make it so that you're boxed in and that you have to be this, 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 and that. When what I've learned in spirituality is tailored to the individual. It is who you are. It's your own experience. Yes, there are things that we can be taught across the board, but still, even when it happens to you, it may manifest in a a slightly different way than than everybody else. Um, experience and so that's the thing that I feel like a lot of religion fails to recognize is the individual and the individual experience there are certain questions that you will ask in church and people will look at you like you're crazy and say no you don't say anything like that no don't ask that in spirituality they explore that and they help correct you if you are wrong exactly. religion is just like no you're wrong they might yes. not even tell you why you're wrong they're just going to refer you back to the bible to this and this okay and then just do it like this and then it should work but it doesn't work for everybody yeah <laughs> everybody can pray the same prayer and it might not work for them they might need a different prayer they might it's, need a different course of action exactly and that's the thing it's that it's that blinder it's this is the way it is it's flat line no 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 deviation no no remix it's what you're gonna do that didn't work for jr because you know look I, I was a Catholic, and I became AME. Now I'm just spiritual. Now I got, I got, I'm when I got my God, and I'm gonna pray to my God, and the answers gonna watch over me and help me and guide me mm-hmm. and keep me going. But those who are in in that realm, I, I'm cool with it. I, I don't judge it. I, I I used to be in that realm, so I got smarter. Tired of asking questions. Hold on, this ain't no, right. No, add up. A moon, the Egyptian god. Oh, really? All right. You know, you know, <laughs> you know. Blow your mind. Vodun, not Vodun, but Vodun. That's the Haitian. It's just like Voodoo knows Vodun. So, what I got to learn about African studies, learning about the diaspora and how we're all connected in Africa, how how our West, why my Puerto Rican brothers and sisters, my Dominicans, we all came from Africa players. We're not different. We all came from Africa. We we, we did. We really did. They just put your job <laughs> us off to a different place. That's all it was. Exactly. That a lot of people don't understand that with um, Africans. First of all, let's back up before that. Africans were already coming over here mm-hmm. for centuries. They were coming to trade. They used to travel by the currents that are in the water. Um, if you notice with old maps and old globes, they used to show the patterns of the currents and what have you in the map. So they've taken that away. So people don't have that knowledge. So what Africans did was they had like a small boat, skinny boat, and they would put it on the current and the current would zip them out in the direction that it flows towards another country. And they would get there way quicker than the Europeans did in these huge boats with these sails that they're trying to harness wind. 
And it's like, wind is, is, it changes all the time. So you can't just sail like that. A lot of times you're just going to be floating. So that's why it took months and months and months for these journeys where Africans had already been over to North America, Central America and South America and back for centuries without incident, without getting caught in these storms or what have you, because they use the power of the currents. And so later on, when we were enslaved, a lot of people don't know also, which is crazy because you can look this up in any history book, <laughs> that with the transatlantic slave in particular, because there was other trans, uh, there were other uh, slave trades with the transatlantic slave trade that brought people over to the Americas. The first stop that they made was in South America. Then it was Central America, which includes Mexico and the Caribbean. Then it was the United States. And I've had several discussions and some that have turned into arguments when I've told people, the folks that are down in South America, Central America and the Caribbean, they're actually more black than we are. They really are because at this point in North America, we have been mixed with so many other different people down the line. Whereas in Central America, South America and the Caribbean, there's a lot more African there. They may have mixed only with the Native Americans, and it was a less incidence of them mixing with white people. Here, we have so much white in us, so much because of the breeding that they did, whether it was by force, and then it was the breeding that they did um, with trying to create, you know, super slaves and what have you. There was a lot of breeding that went on here. And while we were still breeding, you had the uprisings that happened in Haiti. You had the uprisings that happened in a lot of other Caribbean countries you and in South America. Sure. You're right. <laughs> exactly. And in Mexico. In Mexico as well. There's yes. a city that's on the coast. And they're full of Black people that look just like you and I and darker. They wear braids like me. All of that. And when you ask them, even the ones that are, that are fair-skinned or what we associate Mexicans to look like, they'll say, no, I'm Black. And in this city, I forget the name of it, but anybody, you can go Google this and look this up. They have a statue of a former slave who led the slave revolt in Mexico. And that city is named after that slave. These are black people that we're talking about that have been freed for a long time. So they were able to go back to their traditions and cultures. And that's how you end up having things like voodoo and, and Haiti and uh, the Santeria and, and Dominican Republic and, and in Cuba and what have you. And um, in South America and in Brazil and, and what have you, this is how these things happen because they were able to hold on to their traditions. Whereas here in America, that shit has been long erased. Exactly. <laughs> it, is, it is far gone. We don't even know it. We don't even know it. People are looking at um, the, the professor that came up with Kwanzaa like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> when it did come out, we have people that still look at you crazy for wearing your hair nappy or not nappy because there's nothing wrong with the nap. Um, that wear your hair natural and say, well, why don't you just do this and you can gel it down in the baby hairs? Let me tell you something. Baby hairs don't work on me because I'm black. Exactly. <laughs> it's just not straight. It's just not me. Exactly. It's just not what it is. And so a lot of people don't realize that, that we are, as Americans, we are so far removed from our, our black roots, our African roots and stuff like that. And yes, as, as much as it hurts to say that, that people in the Caribbean, Central America and South America are more black than we are because they have tradition yes. that we don't, we don't even know about. Exactly. And they do this on a daily basis, on a daily basis. Exactly. And we have rap. We have rap. <laughs> yes. Yes, we Which have. Which is great. <laughs> mumble rap at that. It's we great. have mumble rap. <laughs> <At> that. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
rap is great. It's great. We have created another culture here in America, yes. which is called black. That's why I like to say black better than African American because it is a culture along with the color um, that we have created. And once again, that goes back to our roots. We're just a very creative people. And we have so many different cultures that are associated with us. But we also need to understand that um, there is culture within our roots that yes. we've been separated from. Point blank, period. No doubt. Well, Corey, this is going to be a whole hour of the show. I love this. It's going to be a whole hour. You, hey, I got to do eight hours a week. We got an hour done. Thank God yeah. for Corey Malone. I didn't think we'd go this long, but we did. See, this is right. like the see, I'm talking about freestyle, the show, no playing, my narrative, our narrative, Corey's narrative. Guess what? We ain't playing on an hour, but it happens. See, people, that's what I'm talking about. When you own your own stuff, not bound by a hard out. But I they will, production will be like, <laughs> or they'll cut the music on you to <laughs> cut on a commercial real quick. I'm here, get on my level, my ear, get on my level. <laughs> <laughs> this message has been brought to you by Coca Cola. You're like, what? <laughs> yes, yes, yes I don't even drink that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hey, Coke, Coke, stand up for voting rights, suckers, UPS, Home Depot, all y'all, the commerce, AJC. Stand up and be heard, suckers. Help us out, right? Fools. Yeah, and I'm almost uh interested to see what they do. Um, not only with that, with the voting rights and stuff like that, because we haven't been calling on them. Like, okay, what are you guys going to do about that? I'm also interested to see, in addition to that, when we refer to brown people, what are they going to do about this shooting that has occurred at the spas? What is going to happen? Is this going to be something that people start to report? as a hate crime because I don't care what the way that you try to slice it and say oh this person had a sex addiction and he has a problem and they're referring to him as a boy when he's actually a 21 year old man and, and you know oh he was confused and this and that no it is a hate crime yes let's hate call crime. it what it is people let's hate call hate. it what it is you know that's that's whiteness that's whiteness at work though that's whiteness at work that's whiteness at work people yes mm -hmm. yes indeed well Coy Tell people how to follow you and what, how you can keep up with you. We do, we, I'm going to tell you to do this again. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to take you off there. We do this again. We have to do this again. This is fun. Tell the people here in my listening audience how to catch up with you some more. How, we, and I'll tell them we're going to do this again, Corey. This is fun. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, we can do this anytime. Let me know. I'm available. <laughs> There's so much more to talk about that we can we can break down for everyone to, to better understand. We gave y'all a very good overview yes. of pretty much what it is to be black black very politics, little very black little we got more to tell you right. <laughs> we got more, more we ain't talking about the plantains yeah we ain't talking about none of that stuff we ain't talking about the shekaray we ain't talking about none of that stuff yeah we got so much to talk about um but you can follow me on instagram at koi c-o-y underscore malone m-a-l-o-n-e um you can also google um my name several interviews will pop up with CNN with uh, Channel 2 here in Atlanta, uh, CBS. I believe we had stuff with Politico, all kind of stuff. Um, you can also Google my name, which is Myesha Stroud, M-I-E-A-S-H-A-S-T-R-O-U-D. You're going to see a ton more of things uh, come up with open mics that I used to host, um, community organizations that I, I was associated with. A radio show that I hosted for for many different years for many years on two different three different stations actually and you'll also see my name affiliated with that under Coy Malone I go on live every Monday night at 7 6 central with Sybil Wilkes on her live 
show what you need to know. And you can watch that live on Civil Wilkes Facebook page and YouTube channel. And I also contribute to the What You Need to Know newsletter, which you can sign up for on civilwilkes.com and subscribe. It's for free. It comes out every day, Monday through Friday. 631 Eastern Time. 631 Eastern yes, Time. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, 630, 630 Central Time, 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Let me break that down for y'all. And the newsletter is very, very, uh, very short read. It covers politics. It covers coronavirus updates. It covers social justice or social injustice stories that I write and contribute. And I'm also getting in the habit of posting more of those stories on my actual page. Um, I'm getting ready to film another video with the social justice stories that I've covered for the week. So go ahead and follow me on Instagram and you can check that out. And I'm also a vegan chef. Um, and you can follow that page, I'm a, I-M-A-H underscore eats, E-A-T-S. And I also have a, what is that, a TikTok that I'm working on where I post some political stuff, some food stuff, some funny stuff at Koi underscore Malone on TikTok. Okay. Also on Twitter, Koi underscore Malone. Everything is Koi underscore Malone. Yeah, and we follow each other on Clubhouse too, Koi. We on Clubhouse each, each other. Oh, cool. I need to get start getting on there. And um, I've gone in and listened to some stuff, but I really want to have a subject matter to discuss because I don't just want to get in here and have a boring conversation of, hey, fam, what you over there talking about? <laughs> we might need to start a room, Corey. That's an off-air conversation, though. We just need to start a room to help people. We might need to do that, Corey. Start a room for some people. Right. <laughs> Teach them about African history, the diaspora. <laughs> right. African history 101. Did you know Egyptians invented ice cream? This is going to be a wild ride for you. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, that's Corey Malone's JR. Great time with her today. We out. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube